Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the bonus. My name's Phineas Mir. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, is Raphael Caleb. Hello, Raphael. A random virologist is in the house. He is indeed, and we're also joined by Gazim. Hello, Gazim. Hello, how are you all? Very well. That was uh, kind of well, I don't know what that was. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and we, we've got we've got we've also got people. We've got Leanne and uh, Leanne. We've got well, Leanne's here as well. But we, we've got. We, thank you. We've got a uh, party happening. Just about. Um, and we've got uh, we've got Lauren and Murdoch here watching the, us do all the hard work, which is possibly why I'm nervous because there are people looking at me. And there's Darren from Ruminations panelling. He's indeed. Anyway, um, <clears throat> now before we get going, we should just say the bonus is about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning well-meaning person to give them to you. What's coming up on today's show, Raphael? Well, the top topics in disability at the moment are the federal budget and the Royal Commission into Disability Abuse. 
and we are going to be talking with Meg Clement Korsner, who is the Senior Policy Advisor for People with Disabilities Australia. In fact, with a bit of luck, Meg can hear us and is on the line. Is on the line Hi right everyone. now. Hi, how's um, it going? We're well. Now, Meg, um, what is the what is what um what, why is there a need for this disability royal commission? Well, there's such a need for this disability royal commission. Disabled People's Organisations Australia, which is an alliance of four um, major representative bodies of people with disability have been calling for this Royal Commission for years because rates of violence against people with disability in Australia are really high across all areas of community, family, um, mainstream services, disability services. So we really need to get to the bottom of it and stop it happening in the future. So Scott Morrison recently announced... I think five points, five point two seven million dollars over three years to, to make sure this happens. Is is that is that is that enough? Is that enough money, or or, or should more, more be being done to help people with disabilities participate in the commission? I think that the Morrison government announced a fair amount of money for people with the Royal Commission. Um, so that money includes money to run the Royal Commission, money for um, legal services and counselling for people with disability and money to make the Royal Commission really accessible for all the people with disability who might need to access it, um, Which all of which is really important. So I think that would all be money well spent. And when um, you say disability, you mean all sectors of disability like autism... Mental. Yeah, I absolutely do. So I think it's really important, something that's not talked about all that much, is that when um, people with Disability Australia, when we're talking about disability, we're talking about all kinds of disability. So that includes psychosocial disability. It includes autistic people. Um, it really includes any disability that you could name um, because we really think about disability as an interaction between impairment and the barriers that people face in society. It's not really just about the medical diagnosis. Is the, is the, Royal, is the Royal Commission and its terms of reference wide enough? Does it, does it look into enough um, or ab- abuse in every setting possible? It does. So something that Uh, People with Disability Australia and other representative organisations like Women with Disability Australia campaigned for really hard was that the Royal Commission should be into all settings, so including the family home, including institutions and other places um, that provide disability support, including in the community, schools, um, places of detention, basically everywhere. So I think what you're... You go, sorry. Go on, Meg. Sorry. Oh, hello. We might have actually we, lost it. We we might have we, we might, might have lost. We'll be back in a minute. We might we might have lost her, but we'll, we'll we'll come back. I think it's important that people. Um, I think it's very important that people with uh, disabilities be able to t- be able to, I guess, tell tell their stories and and also t- uh, talk to their level of. Um, 
talk to their level of abuse and and really put the, put their case put their case forward no matter what setting what's they setting are, the, yeah. they're in or what setting the the abuse happen in and i th- think it's it's great that that abuse is uh, is um or the inquiry is, is or the commission is, is wide enough to work, work that well, out. Inter- broad enough to work that out. Well, Finn, let's ask you a little bit of think about it. Like you've got the direct things of direct abuse and there's the indirect abuse that also happens too. Mm. Like, mm. for example, is that I'm going to bring up that little controversial area of Eddie McGuire and the coin toss. Was this an intentional singling out of a person with a disability or was it indirectly broadening attention to what they were doing? Yeah, um, well, um, I think prob- that may have been more that, that may have been more indirect. I think, um, um, and it's probably a con- probably a bit of a controversy that we don't want to get back into at this point in time. Now, I think Meg is back on the line. Line, am Hi, I right? Everyone. Hello again. So, Hi again. Um, where were we? I think we were just covering off uh, what the what the abuse, what kind of abuse would be, um, or what what settings the Royal Commission would cover. Yeah, that's right. And you were sort of saying, is it going to be all settings? And mm. you're absolutely right. It is going to be all settings, which is something we fought really long and hard for. The disability rights movement um, has been really active campaigning for this Royal Commission. And we were really clear that we wanted it in all settings, um, because we know that rates of violence are re- are higher against people with disability in pretty much every setting. So um, I think that's been some, like a really, really important achievement. Okay. And, you know, I can give some examples about um, those rates of violence, if, if that's something you're interested oh, in. Oh, Meg, can you give us some of those examples, please? Yeah, sure. So um, often when people think about violence against people with disability, I think that they tend, their minds tend to go to those institutional settings, group homes, um, large residential centres, day centres, those sorts of things. But actually what we know is that violence against people with disability is higher in all areas of society. So for women with disability, for example, Oh, we've lost her again. Um, but yes, I think... Yes. The, oh, we're back. Hang on. Are you there, Are you there Meg? Yes, yes, I am. So, can you hear me? Um, we, we can. So what, what, what were the rates of violence against people with disabilities? Yeah, the rate, what I was saying is that the rates of violence against women with disability are actually much higher than their non-disabled peers. So they're about 40% higher Um <laughs> domestic violence rates than the rates for people for people without disability. So that's something to be really, like, that's something that's really important to be aware of. And then the other thing, the other statistic that I think is quite shocking is that um, children with disability are about three times more likely to be abused than their non-disabled peers. So when you hear those things, you start to realise, okay, there's a pattern here where people with disability are experiencing violence, abuse, Neglect and exploitation in lots of different areas of life. It's not just about care setting. Now, Meg, how do you think people with children with a disability are their voices going to get heard at the Royal Commission? 
Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, and it's something that we need to be really working to ensure happens. I guess, um, firstly, I'll say that violence against children with disability is not really my area of expertise, although I think that this Royal Commission will mean that PWDA will be doing a lot more work in this space. Um, it is something we worked on quite a lot with the in- uh, Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse. Mm. So there is a big body of knowledge there, um, both at PWDA but in the disability community more broadly. Um, I think that one way to do that is to ensure that uh, people with disability who were abused as children are able to have their voices heard. And another way I think we can do that is to have private sessions. So with the last Royal Commission that People with Disability Australia was really involved with, um, there were private sessions so that people with disability could give evidence to the commissioners um, without fear, I guess, of being heard, observed by other members of the community, by perpetrators, by anyone that they may have reason to um, wish not to hear their evidence. And I think that's something we're really keen to ensure happens in this Royal Commission as well, so that people can give evidence safely. Okay. What duration of time is this financial... um experience happening like a two years over four years 20 years how long is this going to span oh sorry i didn't quite catch the question so i think the the question was um sorry to talk over you. i think the question was um how long will the royal commission last for all right so um The first stage of the Royal Commission is going to last for three years. So we expect that hearings um, and evidence gathering will take place over a course of three years and then another couple of years for the Royal Commission to finalise its findings to five years in total. And then what will happen after that? Everyone will be left behind. Forgive me, just having a sip of water. Okay. I think after that there's... um, a process that needs to take place of taking those recommendations and ensuring that the government implements them. Okay. So what we know is that with royal commissions, they're really important and the most powerful you know, process of gather- gathering evidence that we have in Australia yeah. um, and presenting it in a public way. So yeah. getting a royal commission into this was a really huge step for us as a community. Yeah. But then we have to ensure that those recommendations are implemented. And when we look at something like, say, um, the royal commission into deaths in custody, which took place about 20 years ago, you guys yeah. might have seen that on um, in the media this week, we know that a lot of those recommendations still haven't been implemented. So as a community, we're going to need to come together really strongly to get bipartisan support for the recommendations mm-hmm. that come out of the Royal Commission. Yeah. Well, is it, Meg, we might take some community announcements now and we'll revisit this after the community announcements. Sure. Okay. No, my this... name is Ruby Susan Mouth. My pronouns are they. You're listening and... to 3CR Radical Radio, and that was Binday with Stella, Rosie, and Claudia on. Hello, I'm Liz Wright. Welcome to Are You Looking at Me and International Day for People with Disability. Today on the show, we meet Trish Maloney and Frank Corbenti, who are some of the elders. Did you miss our 12 hour special broadcast for International Day of People with a Disability? 
Radical Disabled programmers discuss the NDIS, Aboriginal rights, creativity, youth access, financial security, parenting, LGBTIQ, intersections and so much more. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2018 and listen back anytime. And it's 18 past six. You're listening to The Boldness with Finn, Gazem and Raphael. And our guest tonight is Meg Clements Cosner, Senior Policy Officer with People with Disabilities Australia. We're talking about the disability Royal Commission. So, so will the Royal Commission be access, hopefully be accessible to everyone, Meg? Uh, it's something weird. <laughs> of course, it is with the organisation. We're very passionate, but we know. Um, oh, yeah, you might just have to. You might just have to move to the left a bit, Meg. We're uh, we're just having trouble hearing you. Oh, okay, can you hear me now? I can hear. We I can, can hear, hear you too. We can hear you now. We can hear you. That's. Oh, you guys very well. Things are like it's really patchy in here. Um, I stayed at work late. That's so, all good. Um, can you hear me again now? I can. So, is the Royal Commission? Will the Royal Commission be accessible to to everyone? Yeah, that's a really it's a really important question because although it should be really obvious when it comes to a Royal Commission into violence against disability, no, um, I guess as a community we're guaranteed. So, that we. Yeah, on about from the start, but there needs to be funding for everyone's access needs. So, something that um, we're really happy with about the Royal Commission is that the funding for it seems to be at this stage enough that it can be fully accessible. And the reason that's so important is that it's really important that everyone with disability um, is able to give evidence, not just those who have, I guess. Um, that make have better all, access to things, and, and uh, you know, incl- including people who are non 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 verbal as well. Hundred percent. Now, Meg, what I was like to consider throw this into the equation: a person with a disability who has, let's say, a carer, going to the royal commission. What have what kind of provisions would you envisage that the person's evidence could be given? Mm-hmm. Do you um, have assistance to give evidence from someone that they trust? Or you mean if someone was experienced we're, we're just having your lines dropping in and out, out. Meg, if you could just uh, just um, maybe move to the left or... or um, Talk a bit louder. Just, um, here we go. We're, ba- in, we're back. I'm in the boss, the best spot I have, guys. I'm not, no, no, that's a, that's okay. Now. We can hear you now. Keep keep going. So, Raphael's question was around uh, if a person's got a disability and a carer, with the, what provisions are there for the person with a disability to give their evidence without the carer, who might be the person who might be uh, maybe. The person who's given the abuse, doing the abuse. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, um, I think for starters, that's why it's so important. There's full funding for um, support needs for 
everyone's support needs so that people have the option to have paid support. They don't have to rely on informal support. I think also um, there's going to need to be provisions that, um, you know, people are, to the extent that's possible, they're going to need to be um, processes to check in with people that they're comfortable with giving evidence um, with the people that are present with them and that they have an opportunity um, to speak separately to, as you say, a carer who might be present. So do you work through companies like CoHealth and Mind and NEMI and FEMS and uh, people, groups like that in getting Um, funding? Mental mental health organisations? Yes. And was that whether or not they'll get funding? Yes. I don't know the answer to that as yet because the details about the way that the funding will be distributed um, have really haven't been released yet. Okay. So what we saw, I was down in Canberra for the federal budget, kind of analysing the budget announcement about the Royal Commission. And what I saw is that, um, you know, roughly just over $300 million will go sort of to the Royal Commission itself, so to establishing the Royal Commission, making sure that um, it can do what it needs to do to investigate. The rest is being distributed between DSS and the NDIS to yeah. um, kind of make sure that supports are available and to fund organisations okay. um, to provide those supports. Yeah. So we'll be lobbying really hard to make sure that advocacy is included in that um, yeah. and that different kinds of supports can be provided. Yeah. So we don't have the details yet. Okay. And people, so, and there, there's also a little bit of controversy about two particular uh, two particular commissioners who may have real perceived or or real or perceived conflict of interest in t- I think um jo- uh, John Ryan and Barbara Barnett have are both bureaucrats who have overseen various parts of the disability sector um, both from a state and federal point of view and people People with a disability aren't particularly happy that they're they're going to be that they that they may be hearing evidence about about um, about abuse in in the areas that they might have presided over. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me about that because I think it's really important to talk about. I mean, why would people with disability be happy that people who oversaw sites and services where abuse um, may have taken place? are commissioners on our Royal Commission. It just doesn't make any sense. So the people that you named, Barbara Bennett and uh, John Ryan, are both ex-public servants and both have had oversight um, over various kinds of services being provided to people with disabilities. So I think um, you mentioned real or perceived or um, potential conflict of interest. I think that there's significant risk there about real perceived or potential conflict of interest for both of those individuals. And it's really, I mean, we've asked those individuals to stand down at People with Disability Australia and Disabled People's Organisations Australia. I think that they should stand down immediately. I think that the government should call on them to stand down. Mm -hmm. We saw Labor today have spoken out and said that they'll review those appointments because those particular individuals do not have the support of the community. Mm. So we're really glad to see that, but the government needs to step up on this as well because 
it's our Royal Commission and it needs to be people that we can trust to be absolutely beyond reproach. And while these two individuals may want to do good work, um, that can't be said of them at the moment because and they're too conflicted. And how many people do you have working in the, in the sector that you work with? Oh, gosh. Um, well... I don't know how many people work in the disability sector overall. Here at People with Disability Australia, we have about um, between around 50 employees, I think. Okay. If you're asking um, kind of how many people are concerned about um, about those people being on the Royal Commission and um, why they should be standing down, there's... Well over 100 um, organisations have signed on now to that statement. I'm just looking at the list on the, on the web and I have to scroll for ages before I get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. um, yep. If people want to check out the joint statement from various disab- uh, dis- disabled people's organisations, they can go to um, Disabled People's Organisations Australia website, bqa.org.au, okay. and check out the joint statement and all the signatories. There are heaps. Okay, cool. And and also, if pe- so we, we're going to have to wrap it up there now, Meg, but, pe- uh, but if people want to find more about... Uh, pe- people want to find out more about the Royal Commission into Disability Abuse and ne- Neglect, where, where can they go? I'd really encourage them. Um, something I've been really involved with is writing our frequently asked questions and info about the Royal Commission on PWDA's website. So I'd encourage them to go to pwd.org.au um, and then just check check out the Royal Commission Now part of the website. It's got heaps of frequently asked questions and information about everything I've been talking about tonight. Um, so, yeah, check it out and check out the Disabled People's Organisations Australia website as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Meg. Hopefully we, hopefully we haven't made you late for your next appointment. And uh, we'll um, see you soon. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. it's a total pleasure. Thanks for having me, and right. I hope to speak with you guys Bye-bye. No, no worries. Thank, Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was Meg Clements. Cosner from People with Disabilities Australia, and you can hear she's just hung up the phone. Now, Raphael, you want to quickly mention something? Yes, Mojo Film Festival is happening on May the 24th at Melbourne Town Hall. It's a film festival based short films made by people with a mental illness, and the chairperson of that is Heidi Everett. We're going to go out with a very farewell-fitting song called Access, Access by Johnny Crescendo. Stay listening to Completed by Lovely. Thank you very much, Kazam. Thank you. We'll see, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, Darren, for panelling. And keep listening to Completed by Lovely. And also Lauren and Murdoch for hanging Thank around you. as well. Cheers. Well done. Cause we know you're wrong Access, access You've had your way too long We're here and we're gonna stay You closed all the streets The shutters out of town You tried to give us sweets As you took away our ground We don't want treats As our lights are going down What we want is access now Access, access Demonstrate your rights You got a right to be here Yeah.
Your banners from your restaurants, your sleazy nightclubs. The balloons gone up, and now it's down the woods. What we want is access. 